Hey guys, welcome to episode 12 of the Arte Anglais podcast, the podcast where we talk about art, culture and society to help you learn English naturally. Hey guys, welcome back to episode 12 of the Arte Anglais podcast. The podcast where we talk about art, culture and society to help you learn English naturally. So today I thought I'd have a break from talking about Australia. Just because I'm feeling a little bit sick of talking about Australia at the moment. But don't worry, I'll publish the third part in the series of Australia in a few episodes time. But instead today I want to talk about two things. What it means to be an artist and how you can be creative. And I'm going to talk about a few books that have really helped me with my own creative process to feel inspired to do art. So in the next episode, we'll explore this idea a little further and talk about how you can write an artist statement, especially if you want to explain to people what you do as an artist. And I want to do this because I'd like to get some of your art statements, your artist statements, and share them on the podcast so I can share the work that you do. I'm always super interested in hearing from other artists and, and knowing what they're doing. So that's the reason why in the next episode I want to do something about artist statements. Who is considered an artist and what does it mean to be an artist? Why is it so hard sometimes to label yourself as an artist if it's not really your main job, for example? So this is what we're going to talk about today in this short episode about being an artist and how to keep being creative. So last week I shared on Instagram a question that I'm sure many of you creative people might ask yourself a lot. Should I make art? And with this question, I included a flow diagram, which was originally made by John Osbold. And he actually commented on the post, which was really cool. So it's a flow diagram, which will help you decide if you should make art. And it starts by asking the bigger picture question, should I make art? So the first question in the flow chart is, do you have a formal art education? And if you answer yes, then the answer on the flowchart is great, use it. But then if you answer no, the answer on the flowchart will be, well, it doesn't matter. Then the flowchart goes on to ask, do you know anyone in the art scene? And if you answer yes, wonderful, they can help you. And if you answer no, the answer is again, it doesn't matter either. Finally, the last question in the flowchart, on the flowchart, is have you made art before? And if you say yes, the answer is why are we talking then? Just make art. And if you answer no, the answer is this. Okay, listen, not all art has to be in a gallery or a book or on a stage. Just make something for yourself or a friend or just because you're alive and you're contributing to the masterpiece of humanity, okay? And I find this infographic to be a good example of how we shouldn't worry so much what everyone thinks. And I stumbled across this at a time where I was thinking about if I should make my own art and if I should be doing my own paintings. 
So there you have it. If you want to make art, you should be making art no matter what, because John Oswald said so. So according to the Cambridge Dictionary, an artist is someone who draws or paints pictures or creates sculptures as a job or a hobby. So if you're an artist, you're a creator, you're a master and a maker of something that is yours. An artist is a person who creates novels, poems, photographs, films, or other things which can be considered works of art. And an artist is also a performer, such as a musician, an actor, or a dancer. Being a popular or a well-known artist, or a striving to be a well-known artist, is something a little bit different, I think, to to just being an artist. All that you need to know for now is that If you are questioning if you want to make art, if you're questioning it and you do want to do it, you should just make art. Do your paintings, do your drawings, make your sculptures, make art. And what if you do want to make it, which means to succeed as an artist? Well, as Seb Duke, who was one of our guests on episode seven, explains in his podcast about Instagram marketing, You have to understand that not everyone is going to make millions of dollars off their art. Not everyone is going to make it big or succeed. But that should not hold you back or stop you from doing your art. If making art is all you need to do to be classified as an artist, then I guess you could say I'm an artist and therefore all the people I know who explore their creative passions are also artists. So I do drawings and paintings and urban sketches as a hobby. And if you've listened to episode two, you'll understand how much I love urban sketching and why. And I don't know why, but sometimes I feel like it's really hard to say I'm an artist because I'm not doing it for a job and I didn't study art at university. And I don't really sell my paintings at the moment anyway. However, after some thinking time, and a lot of reading to validate myself as an artist, I'm finally convinced that if you want to call yourself an artist, if you believe deep down that this is what you are, then we don't necessarily have to define ourselves as just one thing. I mean, think of the likes of Leonardo da Vinci. He is often referred to as a polymath of the Renaissance. And he was referred to as a polymath because he was someone who was really interested in many things, including invention, drawing, painting, sculpture, architecture, science, music, mathematics, engineering, literature, anatomy, geology, astronomy. Well, this list is very long. Botany, paleontology and cartography. He was a scientist, an artist, a mathematician, an architect, and an engineer. And Leonardo believed in art being important for expression. So he said that painting is poetry that is seen rather than felt. And poetry is a painting that is felt rather than seen. So Leonardo da Vinci believed that we could express creativity in many ways. And so what does that mean? Well, it means... Even if you call yourself an artist, you'll always have people who will critique you and decide how good of an artist you are. But really, that shouldn't matter because 
what you should be doing is making the art that you want to make that makes you happy. So if you say that someone is an artist in a particular skill, such as painting, drawing, playing music, playing an instrument, sculpting, etc., you mean that they're very skilled at it. Maybe you, yourself, you're an artist who is not sure about how to get your work out there and you, and you want to share what you do. So getting out there, getting your work out there means showing people what you do. So my advice to you is to meet with other artists, talk to other artists, and as many artists as you can who share similar values to you. So for me, this is what I do when I want to share ideas with other artists and talk about what we do. Talk about what you do with these artists and share your work with these artists and choose your audience wisely. Build your support network from there. My mum and dad and my partner are my biggest fans. And you know what? That's absolutely all I need. That's enough for me. So an author I've been following the last few years, Austin Cleon, has four books which all talk about how to get your artwork out there to be seen and how to be motivated as an artist. I saw, I kept on seeing his books in all the different museums and galleries that I was going to, and I finally decided that I was going to read them. So I'm going to talk briefly about those books and how you can apply some of those, the learnings and some of the things that he talks about to yourself when you think about yourself as an artist. So he has four books, well, he has five, but there's Blackout, which he wrote first. There's Keep Going, Show Your Work, and Steal Like an Artist. And he's also written a book called Steal Like an Artist Journal Newspaper. So the first book, Newspaper Blackout, was released in 2010. And this helped fuel a movement of blackout poetry across the internet. So the companion site to the book, newspaperblackout.com, was named a must-see Tumblr blog by Time magazine. And the website, on the website, he has published blackout poems made by people from all over the world. And the site is read by 140,000 subscribers. So what exactly is a newspaper blackout? Well, it's a newspaper that has been drawn over with black marker to blackout in inverted commas, some of the words. So blackout can have a few meanings, but in this case, in the case of a newspaper blackout, it means a wiping out of some words to get rid of some, some words, but keep others. So I'm going to explain to you how to do it. I'm going to explain to you how you can do it. There is also a video that you can see in the show notes, and it's, it's very simple, easy to follow as well. So how do you do it? Firstly, you find inspiration on the internet. So you can search for hashtag newspaper blackout or just do a Google search for newspaper blackout. Then you get a black pen and a newspaper. You pick an article and it doesn't matter what the article is. You can just pick any article. Then you draw a box around the words that you would like to keep. And then you black out the words that you don't need. Then you save your poem, and if you want to, you can share your poem. So my dad sent me an article from a newspaper in Australia, and it was about dementia. And I decided that I wanted to use this for my newspaper blackout. 
So I scanned it and I put one of my urban sketches over the top of it and I put the results in the show notes so you can see what it looks like. And the words that I picked were the words that stood out to me the most because I think they represent the words that sometimes go through my brain while sitting in a place to draw or more so the words that I think relate to the ideas that I find that urban sketching makes me think about. So I hope you like the outcome. I was pretty happy with it. And I really like doing this activity because it was a good challenge for me because I'm not usually creative in that way and it's something that I'm not used to and I also really like this activity for a reading activity or an activity that you can do with uh, adults and teenagers because you can get them to explain the words that they've used and why they've picked them there's all sorts of ways that you can link the literacy component to the artistic component of the challenge The next book is called Steal Like an Artist, and it's my favorite of Austin's books, and probably because it's a method of life that I like to live by. For example, as a teacher, I'm used to looking for inspiration from other teachers. Sometimes when you're teaching, you have no time to prepare a class. So... In order to not waste time reinventing the wheel, you find something that someone else has done and you make it work for you. So when I say wasting time reinventing the wheel, I mean to say that I don't want to waste time, I don't want to waste much time or effort in creating something that already exists. So that means that I also spend a lot of hours on the internet And I read books about different ways to paint with watercolors, different techniques to use and different materials to use. So effectively, all I do is steal everyone else's ideas to make my own identity. However, everything I learned and all the techniques contribute to who I am as an artist. So I'm creating myself as an artist because while I'm paying attention and learning from the things I like, but at the same time, I'm filtering out the things I don't like. I'm also really happy to share and teach everything I know with other people because artists should build each other up and support each other. So I've put a little picture in the show notes, and it's a picture of a quote by Francis Ford Coppola. So it's probably the best for me. It's the best quote from the book. And Francis Ford Coppola is an American film director, producer, screenwriter, film composer, and vintner, which is a producer of wine. So he was a central figure in the New York filmmaking movement of the 1960s and the 1970s. And so he says this, Imitation is not flattery. We want you to take from us. We want you at first to steal from us because you can't steal. You will take what we give you and you will put it in your own voice. And that's how you will find your voice. And that's how you begin. And then one day someone will steal from you. So I really like that quote because it's exactly what I'm saying is that sometimes you need to start somewhere and that would mean getting ideas from other people. And we all do it all the time. And did you know, for example, that the famous street artist Banksy is an unashamed stealer? 
It has been said that Banksy has copied works from the famous French street artist Black Lerat. So if you follow the links in the description to an article which appeared in the Daily Mail, you'll be able to see the comparisons between Black the Rat and Banksy. And there's some very striking, striking comparisons between, between the two street artists' work. They're very, very similar. So in his book, Steal Like an Artist, Austin Cleon describes that you shouldn't wait until you know who you are to get started. You should just start despite feeling like your work has imperfections. The best advice is to not write what you know, it's to write what you like. So write the kind of story you like best. Write the story you want to read. And this is exactly the philosophy that I apply to these podcasts, for example. Obviously, I'm also thinking about the language and how that would be useful to you, but First and foremost, I choose the subjects that I'm interested in writing about, so they're interesting for me to make because they take a long time. And the same goes for my art. I always do what interests me the most, not what I think other people will like more. So the rules that Austin gives in Steal Like an Artist are these. One, use your hands. Two, side projects and hobbies are important. Three, the secret do good work and share it with people, which is pretty self-explanatory, I think. you. Once you do something, share it with somebody else because you never know who might like what you're doing. Ge geography is no longer our master. So what he means by that is that in this day and age with so many things on the internet, so many different videos and different websites and blogs on how to do things, you're no longer restricted by the place that you live because the accessibility of things is so much easier now. And the next thing he says is be nice because the world is a small town and it's true. You should be nice and think about what you're saying because you never know how it might come back to you. The next thing he says is be boring. It's the only way to get work done. So sometimes it might mean dedicating an entire weekend, staying at home, so that you can do your creative work. So you have more time to do your work. And the last thing, creativity is subtraction. So what he means by that is often what an artist chooses to leave out of their artwork is what makes the art interesting. So if knowing where to start as an artist is something you're really interested in, then I highly recommend Steal Like an Artist as it will give you a good starting point and motivate you and inspire you just to get started. The next book by Austin Cleon is a book for people who hate the idea of self-promotion and it's called Show Your Work. So Steal Like an Artist was a book about stealing influence from others. Show Your Work is a book about influencing others to steal from you. So I'm going to be the first to admit I always feel really uncomfortable about showing my work. I don't feel as though I'm just doing it for self-promotion. Anyone that knows me well knows that my main objective when I share something is to share it for the joy of sharing something with someone else. So in the book, Austin lays out ways to think about your work as a never-ending process and how to build an audience by sharing that process and how to deal with the ups and downs of putting yourself out there and putting your work out there into the world. 
So Austin Cleon has some great ideas to convince you how to do your art. And you don't have to be a genius to do art. Absolutely not. Anyone can do it. The idea is to think process and not product. And this has really convinced me to start sharing me doing the sketching process and not just the finished product. I was always really worried about sharing the, the work in progress because I felt pressured to, to share the, the most perfect piece on Instagram. And I'm really convinced by this idea because every time I share part of the process, people seem to engage more with what I'm doing and they ask me questions about how did you do this and how, how can you do that? So for me, I get a lot of enjoyment out of the act of sharing something that I do, knowing that it's going to help somebody else to learn. And some more advice from the book. He says, share something small every day. He also says, open up your cabinet of curiosities. So it means try lots of different things. And he also says that we should try to tell good stories. Another thing that I really, really believe in and is something that I live by as, a, as both a teacher and an artist is teach what you know. I absolutely live by this. I never stop trying to part with the things that I know. And I think that's just the nature of being a teacher. The other thing that I found really interesting in the book was a comment where he said, don't turn into human spam. So he says... There's basically the people who want to take all the inspiration and then there's people who want to flood you with their own thing that they're selling. So sharing is an act of generosity. You're putting something out there because you think it might be helpful or useful to other people. So you're not just sharing it because it furthers your own agenda or it self-promotes. But sometimes it's hard to balance that. The next thing he says is learn to take a punch. And for me, this is the most difficult. I'm really bad at taking on feedback, but I've made it my goal to learn to be okay with it and to, to start thinking more positively about what feedback means. The next thing he says is sell out. Now sell out, what does he mean by sell out? This is a common expression in English that we use when we describe someone who might compromise their moral values and principles or authenticity in exchange for personal gains such as money. So Austin is suggesting that sometimes we need to do this in order to make a living, in order to make money. And the next thing he says is to stick around. And this is another expression, which means to endure, to tolerate, or to last to the end of something. So the main goal of the book is that it's not just for creatives, it's for artists, entrepreneurs, students, teachers, hobbyists, or professionals. And the motto of the book is to stop worrying and just to start sharing. The next book by Austin Cleon is called Keep Going. And he says, the world is crazy. And I tend to agree that there's so much information available to us. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel really overwhelmed by how much is out there. I feel so overwhelmed sometimes that I don't know where to start with things and I get really distracted. I get distracted by research and seeing new ways of doing things and posts on Instagram. And sometimes I really need to make the time to disconnect. 
So Austin Cleon believes that creative work is hard and he wants to give advice to his readers so they will keep on going. So keep on making art and being creative. And this has to be the most influential of his books for me because I've often felt like I don't know where to start with making my art and I don't know how to stay motivated to keep doing it. So on one hand, I want to make it my living, but on the other hand, I just want to enjoy making art for the pure enjoyment of making something for me or for my family and my friends. But recently, I've really felt a connection to my creativity because I've given up on the idea of trying to make art for other people. So when I say given up on the idea, given up is a phrasal verb, which means decided not to do it anymore. So I've given up on the idea that I should be making art for other people. And instead, I'm doing it because I really just enjoy it. So I started sketching with a friend recently who has only just started drawing again. And it's been a really good way to share my creative talents with with her and to pass on my tips and advice to her and watch her grow as an artist. So for me, that's the best part of being an artist and the most rewarding part is being able to share a common love with someone and to help each other grow from a, a drawing relationship. And that's, that's such a nice way of looking at drawing. So in the book, Keep Going, Austin aims to show artists 10 ways to stay creative, focused and true to yourself. So one, he said, every day is Groundhog Day. And Groundhog Day is a day that repeats over and over. He says, build a bliss station. And he describes a bliss station using a quote from The Power of Myth. He says, you must have a room or a certain hour or so in the day where you don't know what was in the newspaper that morning. You don't know who your friends are. You don't know what you owe anybody. You don't know what's happening on Instagram, on social media. And it's possible that a bliss station can be not just a where, but a when. So in this day and age, it could just be known as a break from Instagram and social media. Next, number three, he says, forget the noun, do the verb. In other words, he means forget the end product, focus on the process. So just do it. Four, he says, make gifts. And I love doing this. I love sharing my drawings with my family. And it's one of the biggest joys that comes to me. So my nephew is wearing a lot of the drawings on his clothes that he wears because my sister is making clothes. So for me, that's a great way to connect with my family. Number five, he says the ordinary plus extra attention is extraordinary. So basically, if you spend more time on something that's ordinary, you're going to come up with something extraordinary. Six is a little bit more abstract. He says, slay the art monsters. So what he means by that is for too long, we have the misconception that an artist has to be disturbed in some way to make memorable art. For example, someone like Vincent van Gogh was really mentally ill and really had a lot of disturbing things happen to him. And we have this image that the artist has to be in some pain or some, some way something's happening to them. Number seven, you're allowed to change your mind. And that, of course, is true. You can change your mind if you want. Sometimes your art might go off in a different direction to what you thought it would do in the start. Number eight, 
He says, when in doubt, tidy up. So when I'm at a loose end, which means I'm feeling really overwhelmed by lots of things and I'm not sure what to do, I always clean up my desk and my cupboard where all of my art materials are because it always makes me feel a lot better and I feel much more organized. Number nine, he says, demons hate fresh air. So obviously he means when you're feeling overwhelmed and you're telling yourself that you're not good enough or you're being not being very nice to yourself to go outside and get some fresh air. And so one thing that I like to do is go for a run. It always makes me feel much better. Number 10, finally, is plant your garden. He means plant, plant your seeds and watch things flourish and grow. So the more seeds you plant, the more things that you're going to grow. Another book which I recommend, which follows a similar philosophy to keep going, is called Art Matters by Neil Gaiman. So Neil refers to himself as a writer and a creator. And he writes books and he's a creator of works, of prose, poetry, film, journalism, comics, song lyrics and drama. And I stumbled across his book Art Matters. I found it unexpectedly while I was browsing the English bookshop called Le Bookshop here in Montpellier. And of course, it includes short and sharp motivational statements to convince anyone to create art. So a short and sharp statement means it's just to the point. And this was my favorite quote from the book. Make interesting, amazing, glorious, fantastic mistakes. Break rules. Leave the world more interesting for you being here. Make good art. So finally, some words of wisdom in case I haven't convinced you yet why you should make art. One, art is why you're here. If you don't make it, you'll be depriving the world, not just the potential of your art, but the entirety of you. Two, some people have talents that don't fit into a box. Creative talents that should be nurtured. And I'm certainly a big believer in if kids show an interest in art and creativity, we should be cultivating that creativity and helping them to develop it in the best way possible. Three, art nourishes the soul. It makes us feel better. And four, art encourages us to go within. It encourages us to slow down and escape to a place of peace and contemplation. And that is certainly something I feel when I'm doing my urban sketching and drawing. Five, art helps us connect to one another. Absolutely. Every time I'm in the city, I meet someone new. And I also like drawing with other people who share common interests. So I always feel very connected to people when I'm drawing. Number six, artists can help to tell the story in a way that an image or words can't always capture. I hope I've convinced you that you should make art, but maybe you already do make art and I've convinced you even more. So speaking of being creative and being an artist, I've been working on a document recently called How to Write an Artist Statement, especially if English is your second language. So I might not be an expert in writing an artist statement, but it's more of an exercise in giving you the chance to practice your English. So what I'd like to do is to be able to share some of your artist statements on the podcast. 
So if you're an artist and you'd like me to share your work on the podcast, make sure you join us for the next episode to find out more. But until then, guys, I'll catch you later. See you next time. Thank you.